you want victory, you can have it in Christ Jesus. Time once again for Abiding in Christ with Jim Wood. You have to step back, evaluate the various positions in light of Scripture, and then re-engage with a godly perspective. Pastor Wood is the founder of Weirs Valley Ranch, a Christian home and school for kids from crisis family situations. Jesus said, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. You can contact the program by calling 866-41-ABIDE or by visiting us on the web at wvr.org. And now, without further delay, here's your host, Jim Wood. You would please open your Bibles to Mark chapter 14. We're going to be in verses 1 through 11. This is God's Word. Now the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread were only two days away. And the chief priests and the teachers of the law were looking for some sly way to arrest Jesus and kill him. But not during the feast, they said, or the people may riot. While he was in Bethany, reclining at the table in the home of a man known as Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, why this waste of perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor. And they rebuked her harshly. Leave her alone, said Jesus. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you and you can help them anytime you want. But you will not always have me. She did what she could. She poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare for my burial. I tell you the truth, whatever, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went to the chief priests to betray Jesus to them. They were delighted to hear this and promised to give him money. So he watched for an opportunity to hand him over. May God add his blessing to this reading from his holy and inspired word. Why this waste? That's what some of the onlookers wanted to know. I uh, am at an age now where I'm inundated with information about finances and investments and retirement. And one of the questions that, you know, people ask, and therefore they turn around and ask people is, you know, how much do you need to have saved for retirement? Or how much do you have saved for retirement? How much do you need? Well, according to the opinion of those who observed what this woman did, what she had just poured out on Jesus was worth a year's wages. If right now you had some sort of problem and you needed a year's wages that you could spend, I think you'd take that very seriously, wouldn't you? I mean, a year's wages. Now, I mean, if you're unemployed, then a year's wages is probably not as much as some Americans earn. 
But here's the thing. What she did was amazing to the people who were onlookers. Because what was in that alabaster bottle was worth about a year's wages. I remember years ago finding out that a particular Christian ministry had spent over $250,000 on the fireworks show that they did for their donors one evening. And I thought, what? $250,000 for fireworks, not for the public even, just for a private showing. I mean, if they had made it, say, John 3.16, for God so loves the world. <laughs> you know, mm, even then, I think there's probably a better way to get that message across. So I was, I mean, I was incensed, but the person who told me about it said, no, 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 no. It really paid off. They took in millions that night. Still thinking, really, is that a good return on investment? I mean, couldn't they have done something else and still taken in millions? Apparently, they didn't think so. So you got to spend money to make money. Isn't that it, Pastor? Well, there are a whole lot of folks who take that approach to ministry and everything else. But what this gal did, coming in there and breaking the neck on that bottle so that the bottle's not usable again, and you can't put something else in it that won't evaporate. Now, I mean, you're just pouring it out. She didn't say, I'm going to put a little bit on a cloth here and and uh, touch Jesus with it, because I think it would be nice to give him sort of a cologne smell. She poured it all out over a year's income. Now, it filled the whole house with perfume, but some people found that really obnoxious. Mark says, verse 4, some of those present said. Okay? Matthew doesn't just refer to them as some of those present. It says in Matthew 26, 8, when the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Why this waste, they asked. This perfume could have been sold at a high price and the money given to the poor. So it wasn't just some of those present. That conversation came from the disciples. Ooh, I can see why Mark decided just to say some of those present. Right? Who wants to take credit for that? John's gospel doesn't just say the disciples. John pins it on one man. He says, John chapter 12, but one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. And he used to, as keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. So it was Judas who said that. Yeah, but Matthew says uh, the rest of us kind of joined in. 
we piled on too. Judas said it, and we said, yeah, why this waste? When you hear the phrase, why this waste, what comes to mind? I mean, well, this morning you're thinking about a nard and alabaster bottle, but the rest of the week, if you hear the phrase, why this waste, what would you picture? It bugs me when people leave the lights on needlessly. I mean, why this waste? I remember when, as a 14-year-old, I got my first job job working at a little kind of general store, and uh, they left the fluorescent lights on. And I'm thinking, we ought to be turning these things on and off. He said, no, 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 the guy who ran the place. He said, no, incandescent bulbs you want to turn on and off. Fluorescent bulbs take more energy to turn them on than to just leave them on for extended periods of time. They really don't use much once they're lit. So you don't have to keep turning them on and off. That's really not going to be doing yourself a favor. Now, if you were going away for a month, yeah, go ahead and shut them off. But don't turn them on and off throughout the day. That's what he told me. He was older than me, so I believed it. I think it's right. But of course, now we have LED bulbs that are so much more efficient than incandescent ever dreamed of being and more efficient than the fluorescent. The LED bulb really is cheap to burn. There's no reason to burn it. Okay, Don't just leave it on because you can. Well, it's pennies, Martha. Um, if you don't need the light, you can turn it off. You with me? Why this waste? Some of us don't think about wasting energy. At least not when we get in our vehicles. Because we like having a vehicle regardless of how much energy it uses. Are you advocating for electric vehicles? No, I'm just saying different things come to mind when you talk to people about waste. Some people would look at some of the vehicles in our parking lot out front and they would say, why this waste? I mean, look, at those are gas guzzlers, okay? I'm not saying that. I'm thinking, nice machine. But what about wasting food? When I was a kid, I heard the phrase from time to time, you need to clean your plate. There are children who are starving in Africa, okay? I never got to visit Africa until 2016. Andrew and I went over there and visited some of the missionaries that we had been helping and and I got to meet not just with missionaries but with Africans and I said through the translator I want you people to know that I ate all the food off my plate because of you no I didn't say that how does it help them for me to eat all the food off my plate it doesn't but that was the that was the guilt trip that American children were put on we spend an inordinate amount on food and diets, okay? We've got all this food, and then we've got to figure out how to lose weight. Oh, oh, what's wrong? According to the FDA and Feeding America, they both agree that each year, 119 billion pounds of food in the U.S. alone gets wasted. That amounts to 130 billion meals and more than 408 billion 
in food thrown away in America. Thrown away. And when folks say, you know, this thing is about to expire, we'd like to take it to this food bank. No, no can't, can't do that. You've got to have fresh food. Well, I would think if I was starving that I would be happy to have something that maybe even was past the expiration date as long as it's not moldy or whatever. No, can't do that. Can't allow that. What about food from a restaurant? You know, they fixed enough for this many and only this much got used. Can we take that to the food bank? No, can't do that. Can't do that. Government regulations. But now the government is saying, maybe we need to rethink some of the regulations because between 35 and 40 percent of the food in America gets wasted. Is that shocking? Why this waste? Folks, it's a great privilege for me to be able to come each evening and bring God's Word on these stations, and I'm thankful that I have the opportunity to do that. But if you listen regularly, you know that my life day-to-day is involved in trying to minister to kids who come from very difficult situations. I want to ask you to help us. Contact us at wvr.org and find out how you can be a part of the miracle. That's wvr.org. Please help us help these children. To step out of my comfort zone Into the realm of the unknown Where Jesus is And he's holding out his hand What about wasting money? Did you ever see somebody else's spending habits, their purchases, and think, why this waste? Not just wasting money, but what about people wasting time? Oh my word, isn't it disgusting what other people do? Included in that, of course, is wasting an opportunity. Did you ever look back on an opportunity you had and, eh, I didn't act, and as a result, I missed that chance. This guy in Arkansas came to two of my wife's uncles and offered an opportunity to buy into a little, you know, little store that he had, and he was trying to franchise, and he wanted some investors, and he went to them. And he asked them, and they said, Sam, I'm sorry. (laughs) Sam Walton. Walmart. They missed the opportunity. Missed opportunity, okay? Why this waste? But whether we talk about wasting time or wasting talents, wasting opportunities, wasting electricity, wasting gas, wasting whatever... In this passage, it isn't just about a woman who poured out perfume on Jesus. It's about the response of other people who didn't value him as much as they did the perfume. They thought a year's wages was worth more than the opportunity to pour love on Jesus. And as a result, one of them, when rebuked for his response to that woman's lavish worship, went to the high priest and said, I'll betray him to you. 
You talk about a waste. There's nothing you could possibly waste that is as valuable as your life. Jesus said, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Whether you know it or not, whether you believe it or not, your life is worth more than Bill Gates' wealth. You matter. What are you going to do with your life? Well, I, uh, you know, I, I certainly I don't want to waste my life. That, that, would be, uh, that would be sad, but... Well, what do you do if you don't want to waste your life? Jesus told about the talents, and this one invested and got ten times the result. This one invested and got five times the result. This one didn't invest. He took what was entrusted to him and wrapped it in a cloth and buried it in the backyard. you got to invest if you want to have a return. If you don't want to waste your life, then you need to look carefully and prayerfully at what you are investing your life in. Because you're investing your life in something even if you just wrap it in a cloth and stick it in the backyard. In order to not waste your life, you need to invest it in loving Jesus. You've got to realize that he is the ultimate supreme value. And therefore, you offer your life to him. And when some people do that, others look at them and they say, why this waste? This guy could be making millions of dollars. And instead he goes into missions. Why this waste? This person could be doing this. And instead they're working with kids. In the inner city. Why why would they do that? What a waste. It's not a waste if you're doing what you're doing out of love for Jesus. If what you're doing is obeying his call on your life, it's never a waste. Judas took an opportunity to betray Jesus. And he's famous for it but not in a way you want to be and not one that even brought him joy. After the fact, he regretted what he had done and he couldn't undo it. He threw that money back into the temple and he went out and ended his life. Tragic story. Why this waste? But there was another young man, early 30s, whose life was ended not because he took it, but because others nailed him to a cross. I'm thinking, first of all, why did he wait until he was about 30 to start his public ministry? 
I particularly thought that in my 20s. <laughs> you know, why? Why would Jesus, he is the Son of God. At age 12, he was able to confound the teachers at the temple. Why would he have waited? I mean, just think he could have been a teenage sensation. But instead he waited. Why? What was he waiting on? He said, I only do what the Father tells me to do. I only say what the Father tells me to say. You want to invest your life in love for Jesus? Then obey him. Jesus said, if you love me, do what I say. Keep my commandments. A lot of people, we say this repeatedly, look at the idea of celebrating someone's death as profoundly confusing. Jesus dies on the cross, and we're going to call that Good Friday? I mean, but you see, Jesus didn't waste anything. After he had fed the multitudes, he had the disciples go back and gather up the leftovers. And there were 12 baskets full. I'm thinking, if you can feed all these people with just five loaves and two fish, what do we need with the leftovers, you know? I mean, just do another miracle anytime we get hungry, would you? And he says, no, I want to teach you to steward what you have. Jesus was the perfect steward of the life that God manifested in him. Jesus died not as a waste, but in order to save us. As we sang this morning, we are heirs to a fortune that we did nothing to work for. Our debt was paid in full on that cross. Jesus not only eliminated our debt, putting our balance at zero, which for many people would be an enormous relief. But Jesus gave us his righteousness. So that now God doesn't just look at us and say, okay, I'm not going to send you to hell. God looks at us and says, welcome, my child. Because we are robed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. He loves you more than you can imagine. And he welcomes you with the deepest of affection. So, that is the good news that we have been given. Now the question is, as those who've been given that good news, how are you going to invest it? What are you going to do to share with others? Because that's the purpose of giving the good news to us. If it was just about forgiveness and being robed in his righteousness, we could all go to heaven immediately when we come to know Jesus. And some of us would like that a lot. But he's left us here on mission. You've been entrusted with the gospel. You have an opportunity 
What will you do with what he's given you? With your time, with your money, with your influence, how will you show your love for him? It won't be the same for everybody. But if you want to know, say, Lord, I'm yours. Show me what you'd have me do. And he will. He promised. You've been listening to Abiding in Christ. If you have questions that you'd like for us to tackle on the program or comments that you want to make, I want to invite our listeners to call 866-41-ABIDE. That's our toll-free number, 866-41-ABIDE. Or contact us on the web at wvr.org.